Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Woman Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Melissa Washington, your host of Women Veterans in Business. Our show topic today is the one common trait in successful women entrepreneurs, and our leading lady is Jackie Lopez, Air Force veteran. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Melissa. How are you? Good, good. I'm I'm so glad you're here, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing all about you and your your business and your growth and how you started and um, having your husband as your business partner and all this kind of stuff. So welcome, welcome, good stuff, um, which I'm sure a lot of uh, women can relate to here. So be, before we get into the business part, since this is women veterans in business, we want to talk to about talk to you a little bit about your your time in the Air Force and why you why you joined the Air Force and wh- what you did while you're in the Air Force. Well, I I actually it's it's actually kind of a funny story in terms of uh joining the Air Force. I was in high school. I had just taken taken all of my college entrance exams and I began to get scholarship offers. So one of the scholarship offers was the Air Force ROTC. I knew absolutely nothing about the military, but I still went to talk to them because the scholarship seemed amazing. And uh, I so I, I actually ended up, you know, asking them, just essentially saying, so I can, you're going to pay for college, I can still work in computer science, but I don't have to actually kill anyone. And, of course, this was a long time ago before women were really in combat. And they said, no, you do not. And I thought, well, then, this is a fantastic deal. So I came into the Air Force uh, via Air Force ROTC, had a magnificent time, started at um, what is now STRATCOM. I went there as a programmer, um, left there after um, being a tech lead for the Air Force um, Command Center there, their operations center, went to the Pentagon, did similar work uh, uh, for the Air Force staff, and just had a fantastic career. Loved, loved, loved the Air Force, and would do it again in a heartbeat. As many of us would, right? Awesome. So you're getting ready to transition out. Let's let's go back to then. What was okay. what was your plan? What what was your plan? I actually had planned to go into private industry. I was in um, 
software. I did a lot of software and a lot of IT infrastructure in the Pentagon. And so, honestly, I had a lot of interest. And uh, But then a friend asked me about GSA, and which I knew nothing about GSA. I thought GSA was, you know, like the real estate janitorial service for the government, but unbeknownst to me, they had an amazing organization called FedSIM, Federal Systems Integration and Management Center, that did IT projects, large-scale information technology projects for the entire federal space. So because a friend was there, I ended up there. It was amazing. I left there, uh, went out and to private industry where I was director of uh, business development for a company, became president, and from there decided, well, I believe I can do this for myself, and then decided to start my own business. So you go, you were looking to start a business. Have, have you ever? Did you ever think about even when you're in the Air Force or even when you were in, you know, private industry that I'm going to be a business owner? I did, actually. Um, I, I don't know as much um, in the Air Force. Maybe by the time I was at GSA, I was thinking about it. I had an uh, entrepreneurial bug. and But there were so many things that I saw uh, in the jobs that I had. I worked with a lot of really, really large um, companies, some large, really large, some medium sized, and I saw a lot of things that you know I honestly did not like in terms of the way people were treated like commodities, or people seemed to care more about profit than giving value. Um, you know, win at all costs, and I really thought to myself, that's not who I am. So I could probably never be a really successful entrepreneur. It was only later that I took to heart and realized what Gandhi said, which was be the change you wish to see in the world. At that point, I thought, ha, why don't I start a company that's all the things that I believe it should be, a company I would want to work for, one that gives amazing value to the customer for the dollar, one that takes fantastic care of my people, and one that is a trusted, true business partner. And I am so happy my spouse and I started Premier Enterprise Solutions. We called it Premier because of the Premier value, Enterprise because we both have deep experience in standing up, running, making successful programs across the enterprise, me up to hundreds of millions, him billions. And um, so we called it Premier Enterprise Solutions. And I am very happy to say using this business model, not only uh, we didn't just survive, we have thrived in award-winning, in 5,000, that 100 awards, um, and we recently won an award that came from our one of our employees. We knew absolutely nothing about. So it's been a fantastic journey. So happy that I did it. Well, congratulations. 
and you've been now in business for for ten years. So what would you what would what would you do differently? But also, what were you so ten years ago? You're looking to you know take that leap and become a business owner. What were some of the things that hey, you know what? If if I can go back ten years ago, this is what I would have done differently. Wow. Well, uh, one of the things that I I think two things I would have done differently. Uh, one is that I would have uh, worked on eradicating fears mm. much sooner. I didn't even know how much fear was really stymieing the success, the immediate success that I wanted. But there was a fear of failure that I had, I didn't even know I had not conquered yet. So if I could go back from the very beginning, I would tackle that first thing. I didn't recognize that until maybe almost two years into the process. Um, the other thing that I would really do differently is when I started my business, I had been president of another business. I had helped to grow that business, so I had been very um, successful in that regard as well. But I had helped to grow a business mostly as a prime contractor. So in the government space, though, partnering is really, really, really important, both being a prime and a subcontractor. So if I could do it all over again, I would begin by um, looking immediately for subcontractors opportunities because it's very difficult to get a prime when you're a brand-new business in the federal state. And I just didn't realize at the time the um, return on investment you get from creating really fantastic partnerships with other businesses. Um, Our proposal responses, for instance, are one of your largest investments. And they're they're there with partners to really assist with that. Um, Other things with proposal considerations, whether it's people costs, technology costs, costs associated with doing business intelligence, recruiting, proposal writing, um, contracting, solutioning, past performance, administration, all of those are costs that you have at the very beginning that you get to share. Not only that, but you increase your probability of win by teaming with the right partners and the right people who usually have some of those things that you really don't have. So if I can do it all over again, I would be hardcore partnering, selling company on day one. Um, That's fantastic. Fantastic advice. I, I definitely want to get into to more of that, but we we have to take a quick moment and uh, recognize one of our um, sponsors right now. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women Influence and our partner Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has benefits, access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. 
Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and the meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to the show, and we're here with Jackie Lopez, Air Force veteran. She is the uh, founder of Premier Enterprise Solutions. And right before our commercial break, we were talking about what Jackie would have done differently 10 years ago um, when starting her business. And, and these are two big things, especially fear, right? That's with a lot of things, right? We have the fear. And then also, too, looking at as we're developing these partnerships with working with the, the federal government, whether you're, you're a prime or subcontractor. But I want to go back to talking about fear because I'm sure a lot of people listening, right, they're, they may not realize that it's the fear that they're not – they're not ready to take that next step or they're right they're talking themselves out of out of that because of what it is it's the fear the fear of the unknown the fear of am i going to be successful and you overcame that right and what do you you know looking back on that were you what were you most were you scared of you weren't going to make it or what do you what do you think was that that fear um what i identified really was a fear that uh, I would not be successful. That's Mm -hmm. really what it came down to. For me, I was doing literally all the right things, right, a lot of the right things. Again, I wish I had done more in terms of subbing, but for the most part, I was really doing a lot of the right things, yet I wasn't being as successful as I expected to be or my previous track record showed me that I should be. So what I had to, and and I had a business coach to help me through this as well. But what the conclusion I really came to is that I was accustomed to success, and my actual um, self-esteem and persona and my identity had become wrapped up in my ability to be successful. So I had to really understand. So therefore, you know, things looked like I wasn't successful. So if I wasn't successful, then who was I? Then I was an automatic failure, right? You, your, 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 your failure. None of that was really true. The so I had to separate Jackie the person from Jackie the CEO, whether I quote-unquote failed or succeeded in this business had nothing to do with the person that I was. had nothing to do with whether or not Jackie's a great person. Not only that, but failure is something I saw. It's false evidence appearing real. It's not really failure. It's just an opportunity to grow and learn differently. And when Mm -hmm. I began to look at that fear of failure and began to look at it as just that failure, um, Harbecker's Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, (laughs) I love his book, right? And one of the things he talks about is if you have a size five problem, you just need to become a size seven person. Love the concept. Then my Mm. focus 
became not on um, fear or on failure, but I literally let all that go, and I began to focus on success. The resources are available. There are plenty of resources. It's just that whatever you are focusing on, that's what expands in your mind. That's what expands around you. That was my focus. That was expanding. The second I begin to focus differently, see things differently, different things begin to happen to me. It wasn't, it wasn't a year later I began doubling my company and doubled it uh, four years in a row. Uh, another quote that I love says, um, you know, it, you have to change the way that you see things right? And when you change the things you looked at, when you change the way you see things, the things you look at change. I have found that to be so true. So now, um, I mean, honestly, it's rare that I'm quote unquote fearful because I have trained myself mentally to actually handle things well, and and one of the, you know, one of the things about being in business is if we aren't able to do that, right, and deal with stress well, that stress will, will kill us. At the end of the day, we're up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to live like that every day? But what I've learned is not to define myself by my failures or my successes, but instead how well I handle them emotionally and how I grow through them. Otherwise, you're just going to live on an emotional roller coaster. So I measure my growth as a person and as a CEO by how I handle both challenges and failures. Your first Mm -hmm. thought shouldn't be panic or fear, right? And it might be. It might be sometimes my first thought, but right behind it, honestly, if this is a problem, though, I can solve. I just need to be a size seven person. I just need to reach out to a mentor who knows more than I do. So we're we're problem solvers, solvers first and foremost. We should use those skills. Most definitely. So let's let's talk real quickly. Your husband's your business partner, right? And so you talk yeah. about you know all these 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 stress factors. And so how do you make marriage and business work? Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> first first of all, I mean we made some decisions, right? There there's some non-negotiables going in. First and foremost, our relationship is the most important thing. If this business really interferes with our relationship, then it's the business that has to go. So so Mm -hmm. number one is we agree our business is the most important thing. Uh, We scheduled time just for us, which is really important. And then also uh, um, the other thing we do is to uh, stay, what I want to call stay in our lane. And that is, I mean, we talked to other couples, and they're like, I don't know how you work together. One guy went, I can't even drive to work with my wife. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you guys work together. But Mike and I said, listen, these are your strengths. This is what you do extraordinarily well. 
you take care of these aspects of the business. This is what I do really, really well, what I'm gifted in. I'll take care of these aspects of the business. And pretty much, you know, he makes decisions, and I truly trust him in these areas, and I have my areas, you know, and if we have to talk about something and, you know, we disagree or we don't see eye to eye, we talk it through until we come to agreement. So, um, honestly, we just have a plan and strategy to make it work. That's amazing. That's amazing. Hey, um, just in case our listeners may want to reach out to you after the show, um, how would you like our listeners to contact you? Um, they can email me at jkez at p as in Paul, e as in echo, solutions with an s, dash it dot com. Awesome. And then we'll have a link to your website on our show page as well. Um, if okay. people want to find out more information about um, Premier Enterprise Solutions and and get connected with you. So the, the title of our um, our show topic today is The One Common Trait in Successful Women Entrepreneurs. And I'm sure everyone has been waiting to hear what you feel is the one common trait in successful women entrepreneurs. I believe it is confidence. Mm-hmm. The women that I know and that I have seen, and I know several, honestly, that are very successful, they're confident. They are confident about what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it and that they actually can do it. And that degree of confidence leads to an ability to be resourceful, an ability to juggle, an ability to, um, you know, be empathetic with other people, to see things as they are. And confidence to me is uh, something that comes about, is very different from having low self-esteem or being egocentric. You are not, it's, different than being selfish or totally dependent on other people. It's that ability to see things as they are and then operate out of that. That ability to look at yourself first, right? See how you may be perceiving things differently, how you may be looking at the world differently, right, or or in a way that doesn't help the situation and then change accordingly. So it's being able to say, I can do this. I have this. I am responsible for this 100%. I've taken that on. Now, how do I make this happen? So to me, What I have seen is that women who are confident are very successful. doesn't mean they're perfect. There may be other characteristics, you know, in their personal lives or habits. That's all of us. None of us are perfect. But that degree of confidence that says, I can do it, I can make this happen, is critical. Absolutely. And, I, you know, and 
studies even shown too when it comes to whether just the confidence of a, a woman submitting for you know a job or even submitting a bid for something right and and this this is what happens she she doesn't feel she qualifies so she's not going to apply right so it's having that confidence that yes I, I can do this and, and submitting and I, I feel that's too or it's so important for women to be able to help empower each other right to to help give her um, that confidence. Um, there, and whether that, it's a business I, coach, right? Same thing, right? right? Or being able to talk to other women, or even even listening to the show today, right? You've given so many. I was writing a few different things down as those things, and having that confidence and overcoming that fear, um, it, you know. And we also need to do a good, better job too of helping other women, right? And, and bringing them up and having that that confidence piece. And, and I and I love what. What, what you've been doing and, you know, and, and what you're sharing with other women. And I definitely feel this has been very inspirational. And I know we didn't get into all the nitty-gritty of your business and subcontracting, but I feel what you're sharing is so important for women to hear today. Well, thank you for that. And I, I love the word you use because when you use the word empowered, and I think that really sums it up, that, you knowing, knowing that you are empowered is you knowing that you are empowered is confidence. You don't have to have it from the outside. You don't have to, you know, get it from anywhere. It's you knowing that you are empowered. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and even going back to you talking about 10 years about the whole partnering, right, of having that the subcontractor, the prime contractor, and I, I feel so many women even get stuck with that too, right? It's like, okay, and just understanding what that process is, but also too having the confidence too to be able to, whether to bid or to partner. And you also too mentioned about all the resources out there, um, you know, and there's so many great resources for just all of our business owners, not just women, um, but for men. And have there been any resources that you would highly recommend that you've used in yeah. the past 10 years? Thank you so much for that because I want to get that in, if nothing else, for everyone on here, out there. The SBA, incredible, incredible resources that are free. There are women business centers all over the country. There's the um, technical assistance centers, uh, PTAC, procurement technical assistance centers that are all over the country. There's their, the SBA website where they even have a program just for women business owners called Ascent that walks you through everything from I'm just thinking about a business to how to grow my business. The, go to the SBA website and put in the search bar anything you're trying to do. One of, uh, one of the key program their programs have helped me so much. One of the key programs was Emerging Leaders. Check that out. Six-month process class, part-time, but it helped me to develop a growth strategy that helped to catapult my business. Being in the joint venture, the mentor-protege program, helped me to capture a $50 million contract. I mean, all these things are free to you. All these resources and there is a counselor who will sit down and walk you through all these things all the free resources they have and how they can help you so i just strongly encourage you and if you're a female veteran you must 
go to VIP. Montgomery County, just remember, VIP, Google it, Veterans Institute for Procurement. Their unbelievable information, again, 100% free. Absolutely. And again, knowing, you know, understanding the resources, overcoming the fears, like, okay, the, you know, and then having the confidence, too, and that just picking up the phone. And then for our veterans, you know, the Veteran Business Outreach Center, you know, getting certified, there's so many resources out there, you know, and, and sometimes you just have to ask. Um, that is with that, that is so true. IBMF, yeah. I mean, it is just so many free resources. And they're, I've been through a number of them. <laughs> the VA has a Women Veterans Business Initiative that I went through. I I utilize a lot of the government's free resources, and I can tell you, they really have helped to make me a success. No question about it. Absolutely, and and what a what a great way to end our show today too of being able to provide those um, those resources to our our veterans um, and women or just any business owner uh, that's listening today is you know is getting dialed into those um, those resources that are out there. Well, you know what, Jackie, I I greatly appreciate your time. I know it goes by so quickly, um, but. That's our show for today, and I really, truly want to thank you for being our leading lady today, and a special thanks to all our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast, so for now, we'll be back again for another live Woman Lead Radio Show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It's been my pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.